Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is 21 February, it's Sunday, it's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week, and we have, let's see, we got some visitors here. Alan has been here before, and I cannot pronounce his last name, it's, go ahead and say it. Grotenhaus. I knew it, I, I knew I wouldn't get that, it's completely different written than it's, and then he brought two of his friends, uh, Kelly and Carol came down with him today, and so I appreciate making the effort, they've uh, come down just to spend the weekend in Sarasota, and uh enjoy themselves, and then drive back up to uh, North Palm Harbor. Palm Harbor. I was going to say Newport Ritchie, and I knew that wasn't right, so Palm Harbor. So welcome to you all, and I hope you'll have a great time while you're here. And let's see here. We have, um, I've got a uh, university bandana on from the University of West Virginia. That's what I was told. And uh, this came from David Price. He sent it to me, and so I want to tell him I appreciate it. And I'm not endorsing any sports teams here. I'm <laughs> Just wearing a bandana that he made himself for me. It's actually kind of a do-rag instead of a bandana, and it's very easy to put on and comfortable, so thank you, David. And then uh, last week I announced this, and we have a Siesta Key Sunrise channel on YouTube. And if you have not clicked subscribe on that, I would really appreciate if you do. We're up to 911 subscribers. We need another 80 nine in order to uh, reach a thousand and once it reaches a thousand subscribers then we can keep that live stream permanently and there are certain things it can be embedded in places like that doesn't cost you anything doesn't take any time at all all you have to do is go to youtube siesta key sunrises and click subscribe and i would appreciate that so uh there you go with that and our first category as always is israel and from the times of israel Japan-Israel ties blossom as 2020 investments reach record $1.1 billion. 2020 was a record year for economic relations between Japan and Israel, with Japanese firms investing some $1.1 billion in 51 deals in Israel, a 20% jump in money terms compared to 2019. Now, that's surprising because we had the COVID crisis and we had Israel completely locked down for longer than any other country on the planet, and yet the uh, trade deals and the uh, monetary value of the trading went up quite a bit in just a single year. So Japan now accounts for 11.1% of all foreign investment in Israeli high-tech compared to just 1.8% in 2016. So they're moving up very quickly in their relations with Israel. Good stuff. From Zero Hedge, high stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, high stakes, as Israeli startup prints the world's first ribeye steak. Yes, Israeli-based Aleph Farms Limited has created the world's first slaughter-free steak using three-dimensional bioprinting and real cells from a cow. Aleph teamed up with biomedical researchers at the Technion Institute of Technology to print lab-grown ribeyes intended for human consumption without slaughtering an animal. Now, I got to admit, I looked at it, I, lots of pictures, and they'll be on the uh, update for the people that watch the uh, video later. It did look really tasty, but my thought is, what's the point? You know, if they're going to go and make it look exactly like a steak, why not just go get a steak? If all you're worried about is the taste, it can look like anything. You can make it look like Mickey Mouse. So I don't understand the point of what they're doing here. 
but it's still interesting that they can now print you a steak. Uh, it incorporates muscle and fat similar to its slaughtered counterpart, adding that it tastes like steak, just like a juicy ribeye steak you'd buy from the butcher. Aleph's technology is unique. It prints actual living cells that are then incubated to grow, differentiate, and interact in order to acquire the texture as qualities of a real steak. Doesn't interest me at all. I will never eat one. As long as I live, I will never eat one of those. I refuse. I'm going to go out, and if I have to slaughter my own cow, I will, but I'm not going to eat that. And I saw an article this past week where Bill Gates wants all the rich people in the world to only eat this type of steak. Now that it's been developed, he's saying that we shouldn't be eating animals at all. Like, he's going to dictate to us not only this and this and this, but that too. What what you eat, he's going to dictate to you. So, anyway, the guy is crazy. From all Israel... Will Israel become the first country to make the anti-COVID vaccine mandatory? With a recent dive in what has been the fastest rate of vaccination in the world, in other words, they had a very fast rate of vaccination, all of a sudden it's diving because the people that don't want it are the only ones that are left, okay? So um, Israel's taken a new approach to the vaccine campaign that falls just short of mandating inoculation, severely restricting access to normal life and services for those who are not vaccinated when the country begins reopening. At the same time, the government will limit access to testing so as to make it more difficult for a person to enter any venues without a green passport. That will be used to prove vaccination. At the moment, 2 million Israelis are eligible for the Green Pass, as it has been renamed. That means no entry to malls, cafes, restaurants, gyms, theaters, sports, games, and cultural events when the economy begins to open up, possibly February 23rd. And actually, they started opening up a day ago. So this article is a couple days old. I read something just this morning that they started yesterday actually opening some places. And that is just the beginning. Lawmakers have been floating the idea of sanctions for those who are not vaccinated, including creating new laws, including one that would enable employers to bar or fire unvaccinated workers and another law requiring all Israelis to be forced to vaccinate. So you can see this is just getting out of hand in Israel. They're they're at the forefront of this. Now, That article having been said, I was talking to a friend, an unnamed Israeli source. I'm not going to give his name, but this is from Superior Word News. This is my friend's comments. Let's see. One, paper passports are easy to fake. Now, I want you to know, he came out with with this analysis about a week and a half ago. We were just talking, and I said that, you know, this is what's coming. And these were his comments about a week and a half ago. Paper passports are easy to fake. Israelis will fake them. He knows the Israeli society. They're going to do it. Israelis will forget them at home. It will be a nightmare. Two, as soon as the government learns this, they'll move to plan B. The plan B, make digital green passports, an RFID chip embedded in your arm at the time you take the vaccine shot. All stores will have chip readers, but since RFID chips are also easy to copy and make fakes, the government will also require a picture of the face. Since all Israelis already moved to a digital biologic passport, which when you go into the nation, if you are an Israeli, they already scan your face. They already have this technology in in place. We use our face scan when we enter and leave the country, he says. Then they will also have face scans at certain mall and facility entrances. Face plus RFID chip in the arm, full victory over COVID. 
And then his second comments that he came back a minute later and he says, I can't believe Israel is in the front of this. I mean, think about how prophetic it is that Israel out of 195 countries is leading the world into the dark times. And then a couple days later, this is after couple days after he gave his comments from the Times of Israel from 19 February, thousands reportedly attempt to obtain easily forged vaccination certificate. Exactly what he said, that's what they're doing. And so now they will say, well, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to go to the RFID chip. And as I said, they can be faked as well. And so they're going to go full-blown mark of the beast. And it's coming that quickly in Israel. And they're at the forefront of this. Okay, Green Pass uses a simple QR code to store inoculation status and personal information. Health Ministry says it will find those with fake documents. Whoopee. Issue more <laughs> secure ones soon. Exactly what he said. That's what they're doing. From the Times of Israel. Don't want to vaccinate? Israel set to limit access to cafes, culture, and more. From the Times of Israel. Government said seeking to sanction businesses accepting unvaccinated customers. Times of Israel. Vaccine refusers will be kept to supermarkets and pharmacies when Israel opens up. They will be able to go nowhere else except the supermarket to get your food, a pharmacy to get your drugs, and that is it. Dark times in Israel. And that's only the beginning. Christian news today. Okay. Um, Scott sent me an email a couple uh, months ago. I said, listen, you can listen to your Bible online. You can get the U version. You can download it, etc." Scott sent me a comment that I thought I would read you. For the first time in about 40 years, I've been through the entire book. And this is just what? Two months ago, I said this. He's listened to the whole thing. I've been using U version for several months and listened while driving my truck. So in the first time in his life, he's gone through the entire Bible simply by just clicking it on and listening as he's driving. So please, if you do not read well, if you're not that type of person, get yourself an audio Bible and listen to it. And for people that are in here right now, we've got audio Bibles right back there. Somebody sends them to us and Tom, and you're there for anybody that takes them. We take them to the projects when we run out. We have more to take down there, but please take a video or an audio Bible and listen to it if you're not going to read. But I would suggest that you supplement that with morning reading, afternoon reading, night reading, all day, all night, read your Bible. This is important because this is how you get to know God. You cannot know God without knowing Jesus Christ. It is impossible, and you cannot know Jesus Christ without knowing your Bible. It's not possible. So, uh, having said that, my friends Jim and Egen, they uh, saw me online one time and they were like, who is that guy? And uh, they came, they decided to listen for a while and then they said, we're going to check him out. And they flew down here and they checked me out and we had a weekend together. And uh, he uh, emailed me this week with Genesis, check, Exodus, check, all the way through every sermon I've ever done. He checked them all off. He said, we have watched every sermon put out by the church Jim says, I am now going to set new goals for the coming year. One of them is memorizing a lot of scripture on the relevant subjects so I can be more effective with my witness for the Lord. I'm tired of having the right answer and not knowing the exact place in the word to tell people. So there you go. People are dedicating their time and their resources to getting the word out. And I'm so proud of people like that. And everyone here should be doing that as well. Also, we have tracks on the back wall. Before you leave, make sure you grab some tracks and out the door you go with those and give them out to people. Okay, we need to get people to know Christ now because dark, dark times are coming on this world. All right, from the French press, just the title. If you want to read the article, you are one step away from complete and total insanity. 
the inside story of how Ravi Zacharias's ministry concealed and enabled his abuse. Not only was he doing these things, but the ministry itself was hiding it. They were enabling him to do these things. If you want to read it, go read the article. LifeSite, Christian pastor in Germany fined for inciting hatred against homosexuals. In a stunning sentence late last year, a court in Bremen, Germany, sentenced Reverend Olaf Latzel of St. Martini to a fine of 8,100 euros for inciting hatred against homosexuals in private remarks made to church couples. Private remarks. During the seminar, Latzel defended the biblical definitions of gender and sexuality, condemning the Berlin Pride March and referring to gender ideology as an attack against God's order of creation. He's just citing what the Bible says. Latzel's defense lawyer called the sentence which the pastor is appealing a catastrophe and warned that free speech was under threat. While today this is about a view found in the Bible, tomorrow it will be about any other opinion. Latzel's lawyer told the court that Bremen pastor was condemning behavior rather than people. But the judge stated that the homosexual orientation of a person is a part of his personality. So guess what? Now you have pedophiles. You have, you know, people that are inclined to murder other people. What do you say about that? If it's a part of their personality, how can you speak against it? You see? You see where the slope is going? Some Protestant leaders in Bremen appear to be more concerned by how biblical teachings reflect on their popularity rather than by threats to their ability to proclaim the gospel. Announcing in response to the sentence that they condemned in the strongest terms, Letzel's words. These are pastors saying you shouldn't be talking about what the Bible preaches. The EKD, which is the denomination, is a largely liberal denomination, and Lutzel's traditional views have made him a controversial figure for some time. St. Martini Church, where Lutzel serves as pastor, has even services interrupted by LGBT activists. This is going on in Germany. It's been happening here, but it's only going to grow more and more in the years ahead in the U.S. That's all I can tell you, because they are going to limit our speech in ways that you cannot believe and it's based solely on what the word says. You know, you don't find me attacking people in any way, except when the Bible says that this is wrong, I will tell you the Bible says this is wrong. And I'm not going to be able to do that pretty soon without being cut off or without being charged for something. But that's where we are heading. And they're already there in Germany. From Reformation Charlotte, gay worship artist Tops, gay worship artist Tops, Lauren Daigle for number one Christian music. Huh? Yeah. As of today, an openly gay professing Christian musician has topped the Christian music charts on iTunes for the first time in history, edging out Lauren Daigle, who has consistently topped the charts for months. Lauded by homosexual activists bent on destroying Christianity and replacing God with a rainbow-themed Zeus, Grace Baldridge, who goes by the stage name Semler, hit number one. This is unsurprising as homosexuals have been pushing a gay Christian movement within every denomination from rank heresy-toting liberals to even the more conservative denominations like the Southern Baptist Convention and the PCA. WND, Gab founder, says he will no longer do interviews with pagan media. This guy's a Christian. If you are on Gab Media, if you're not and you want to join something, listen, I left Facebook a few days ago. I completely deleted my account. There's no going back for me. And I am so relieved. I, oh, I'm absolutely, I'm just, I feel so free from not being on Facebook. I don't have to think about it. You know, I'll see an article that gets me upset. Then before I post it to Facebook. Well, what's the point? Either people are going to agree with it or they're going to disagree with it, but it's not going to change any minds. And so here I am thinking, 
I don't have to do that now. I don't have to get in any confrontations. It's marvelous. Anyway, on Gab, if you want your opinion, you can do it. Nobody has to, you know, you, you just do what you want there. Andrew Torba, the founder of Gab.com, an online community where freedom of speech is paramount, says he's no longer going to be doing interviews with paganist media. Just last week, Torba announced that as his company has been deplatformed by dozens of service providers, including app stores, banks, hosting providers, email services, and more, he is transitioning his platform to Christian businesses. I encourage everyone else to do the same. If they're not serving God, they are serving Satan, and I'm simply not going to fund that activity. And that was my attitude about Facebook. Now, a report in PJ Media explains that one of his new practices is to do away with interviews with paganist media outlets. All they're going to do, you know, I had some friends, once again, unnamed, but they went, uh, they're in Israel and they got contacted by a liberal media outlet and they wanted to highlight them and their videos over in Israel for their uh, TV show. And they talked about it, they prayed about it, and they said, we're not going to do it because exactly what will happen to any conservative on a liberal media, it will be twisted. And once it's out there and you say, yes, you have no recourse. And so he said, we're just not going to do it. And it would have helped their channel in the, the beginning, but it would have harmed everything in the end. So it was a smart move on their part. PJ Media, Vatican Conference to promote Mary as a Jewish, Christian, and Muslim woman. Vatican Conference is going to do this. In its never-ending quest to build bridges between Islam and Christianity, the Vatican is organizing a series of webinars entitled Mary, a Model of Faith and Life for Christianity and Islam, presenting the mother of Jesus as a Jewish, Christian, and Muslim woman. Like all other examples of Muslim-Christian dialogue, it will not prevent one Christian in a Muslim country from being persecuted. From Mideast in Africa this week. Israel Hayom, Saudi foreign minister, Iranian nuclear program threatens entire region. They are not happy with what's going on right now. A nuclear Iran is a threat to the entire Middle East. Saudi foreign minister Prince Faisal bin Farhan al-Saud told an emergency meeting of the Arab League in Cairo. The development of the Iranian nuclear program and the ballistic missile project endanger the entire region. One of the most dangerous threats facing our region is the Iranian regime's continuous violations of international laws, charters, and norms by threatening the security and stability of our countries, interfering in their internal affairs, and supporting armed militias that sow chaos, division, and devastation in many Arab countries. The Arabs are just not happy with what's going on. The Saudi foreign minister also said the nations most affected by Iranian threats should be among the main participants in any international negotiations with Iran over its nuclear program and other activities that threaten regional security. And that's probably not going to happen. We call on the international community to put an end to Iran's violations and its threat to the region, Prince Faisal concluded. From Al Jazeera, White House says no call planned to Saudi Arabia. Biden has no plans to call the de facto ruler of Saudi Arabia, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, also known as MBS, the White House said. Biden said he intends to make human rights a key issue in U.S.-Saudi relations, which he pledged during the 2020 election campaign. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, or however you say her name, said no call was planned to the Crown Prince. 
Psaki previously sidestepped a question on whether the administration would impose sanctions on Saudi Arabia for the 2018 murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi by Saudi operatives in the kingdom's consulate in Istanbul. Biden earlier this month unveiled a first step in taking a firmer line with the kingdom, announcing an end to U.S. support for offensive operations by the Saudi-led military coalition fighting the Iranian-aligned Houthi movement in Yemen. He's making bad decisions in the White House, and it is going to affect everybody in the Middle East very soon. From World Israel News, Biden and the Muslim Brotherhood Trap. This is a very long article I cut down just so you can hear the parts that I think are important. Biden's policymakers contend that Islamic terrorism is generally driven by despair and that the Muslim Brotherhood and its multitude of Islamic organizations are nonviolent, political in nature, and seeking justice, human rights, and freedom. U.S. President Joe Biden is about to re-embrace the Muslim Brotherhood in the mold of the Obama-Biden administration in defiance of all pro-U.S. Arab countries. All of them don't want this, which consider the Muslim Brotherhood a clear and present existential terrorist threat. Will Biden's foreign policy and national security team recognize the centrality of the Muslim Brotherhood's track record and its core ideology, which highlight the grand design of establishing a universal, non-corrupt Islamic society, replacing Western global domination and submitting itself to Allah and the Quran, while rejecting toppling all national Muslim and non-Muslim regimes via politics, violence, and martyrdom? Hence, the Muslim Brotherhood's political and terrorist efforts to topple the regimes in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Oman, Morocco, Jordan, Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, and so on. However, the Muslim Brotherhood has been very skillful in obfuscating the West through its two-pronged operation, the political screensaver and the operational subversive and terroristic engine. The latter determines the strategic vision and its execution, while the former facilitates diplomacy, politics, and fundraising. Yet Biden's policymakers contend that Islamic terrorism is generally driven by despair and that the Muslim Brotherhood and its multitude of Islamic organizations are nonviolent, political in nature, and seeking justice, human rights, and freedom. They are deluded they're absolutely deluded in the White House. They had free reign, the Muslim Brotherhood, in and out of the White House with Obama. They checked in and out more than almost anybody else. I think only Google surpassed them. And this is where we're going right back to a organization that overthrew some sovereign nations until they were thrown out on their ear, such as Egypt. And they're taken right back to this same thing. And it's going to cause a lot of devastation in the Middle East. And it's going to spread out around the world as well. Mongolia today. From Intel News. This is kind of an interesting article. It's uh, just one of those things that you wonder how something like this could happen, but the repercussions for it were huge. Mongolia is an island of democracy. Shortly after this interview, a young pregnant woman entered a hospital in Ulaanbaatar where she gave birth. Immediately after the baby was born, it was determined that she had tested positive for COVID-19. She was turned out onto the street in minus 25 degree weather and told to wait for an ambulance, which would take her to a special hospital. The story went viral on Mongolian social media and thousands of Mongolians took to the streets to protest her ill treatment as well as the coronavirus lockdowns in general, which have left many with no income for nearly a year. Sounds like a model coming right out of New York City, right? Okay. 
As a result of the protest, both the vice prime minister and the minister of health resigned. Pat Berev, former director general of Financial Regulatory Commission of Mongolia, observed mistreatment towards a newborn and mother who tested positive for COVID ignited people's anger and frustration. So the youth just went to the street without any organization except social media. That made the deputy prime minister and health minister write their resignation letters. That was not the end, though. Today, the prime minister also decided to go. They all failed their citizens and they are gone. And that's what should happen in this nation right now. Every one of these states has been doing this to their people should rise up just the way they did and get those people out. Say, we're not going to take it anymore. I'm not talking about rising up in violence. I'm talking about just coming together as they did and saying, we are not going to take this and we need to get rid of you. Florida is open and free and we're in the same state that California. Oh, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Never mind. <laughs> Daniel 12 technology, zero hedge. Israel develops drone that navigates without GPS, a drone that can get around and navigate, no GPS. The inevitable is coming, either cheap GPS signal jamming technology or hypersonic missiles destroying a mesh network of GPS satellites will threaten drones on the modern battlefield when the next conflict breaks out. That's why Israeli startup SciTech developed the first ever artificial intelligence powered drone that can navigate without GPS connectivity. The drone uses its own judgment powered by computer vision and smart tech to reach its destination and avoid crashes without human assistance. The drones are embedded with special software called Navisite, which transforms cameras embedded on the device into sensors that in real time uses AI to navigate like a human pilot without depending on GPS. A recent test was conducted in southern Israel operating a drone with the startup's Navisite technology. The drone successfully operated five routes. Drones, which can find their own way, won't have to depend on GPS, which is vulnerable to cyber attacks. And the innovation also protects people from drones crashing into buildings when they lose connectivity to navigation systems. The autonomous ops are being pitched as a provision for emergency situations, and the drones also deploy 3D mapping to help the software sidestep obstacles. The technology will come in very handy during the next global conflict between the U.S. and China or the U.S. and Russia. Either side will attempt to paralyze their opponent's GPS satellites in low Earth orbit, which would create widespread chaos on the modern battlefield. Mail online, speaking kind of on the same lines, but from a natural perspective, we've all heard that, you know, everybody here, I'm sure, has watched the National Geographic special or History Channel where birds, they think that it has a, a way to tap into the magnetic fields of the earth. They've proven it. Birds really do have built-in sat-nav. Animals can read the earth's magnetic signature well enough to get back on course if they get lost, study reveals. Researchers from the UK took captured Eurasian reed warblers, which is exactly the bird I would have chosen for this study, anyway, <laughs> into Austria. The birds were released into a fake magnetic field that simulated that of Russia. Trying to fly off, the birds oriented as if they were in Russia and not Austria. Thus, this shows that migrating birds can indeed navigate using magnetic signals. Very interesting. And the Lord designed that so a brain that's this big can do these things, and we can't do it with all of our brains tied together, still come up with what they do. So it shows you there is a hand of God in creation that we just ignore at our own peril. 
from Revelation Plagues today, New York Post. New Zealand puts largest city in the lockdown over three positive COVID-19 cases. Three people. Auckland, New Zealand, lockdown. The Hill, UK's Johnson. No point if we don't vaccinate everyone. Epic Times, COVID-19 vaccine to be tested in children as young as six, university says. The Sun, Brits may soon have to prove they've been vaccinated to eat at restaurants. Sorry for you in England. I just feel bad for you. CNN, COVID passports could deliver a summer of joy, Denmark hopes. Summer of joy if you get your COVID passport. Yay. Our Shiva, Israel to begin reopening for the vaccinated. Times of Israel. Israel and Cyprus reach tourism deal for vaccinated travelers. If you're not vaccinated, you can't go to either country. Epic Times. Four Oregonians test positive for COVID-19 after second vaccine dose. Fox 8. Surgeon dies of COVID-related illness weeks after receiving second COVID vaccine. Zero Hedge. German nursing home whistleblower. Elderly dying after COVID vaccine. Mail Online, University of Massachusetts at Amherst bans students from walking outside or hanging out in friends' rooms amid a surge in COVID cases. AccuWeather, extreme winter weather upending vaccination efforts across the nation. Life-saving news there, folks. Mail Online, how two states with opposite COVID strategies both bent the curve This is something I talked about a month or two ago, and another study has proven it. Cases, deaths, and hospitalizations plummet by 30% in a month in lockdown-loving California and open-all-hours Florida. California Governor Newsom took a very strict approach and closed bars and indoor dining, issued mask mandates and limited gathering. By comparison, Florida Governor DeSantis has issued very few closures and said he has trusted Floridians to use common sense to control the spread of the virus. Historically, when adjusting for population, Florida has had 8,306 cases and 117 deaths per 100,000 residents. And California has had about 8,499 cases, which, by the way, is more than 8,306 per 100,000 residents, and 130 deaths, which is more than 117 deaths per 100,000. Currently, each state is recording between 200 and 400 cases per million people and between 10 and 20 deaths per million, showing a very similar curve over the last two months. Hospitalization rates are also very similar, with California reporting 24 hospitalizations per 100,000, while Florida has recorded about 22, which is less than 24, by the way, per 100,000. All the numbers for Florida are lower, and we've been free. And you know what? I saw article after article of liberals questioning, how can that be? How is this possible? They're in complete denial where they won't even consider that they're just wrong. They're just wrong. Yeah, exactly. Morality. Mail online. Mississippi, Tennessee, and Utah consider laws that would ban transgender girls from women's sports in opposition to Biden's executive order because they have an unfair advantage. New York Post. UK nurses asked not to say breast milk to be inclusive of trans parents. They want you to say chest milk. Okay. UK health officials ordered nurses at two hospitals to substitute the term breast milk for human milk 
or chest milk. And the terms breastfeeding and breast milk should be swapped for gender-inclusive phrases in prenatal units of Brighton and Sussex University Hospital's NHS Trust. Instead, health professionals were advised to use the phrases breast, chest milk, milk from the feeding mother or parent, and human milk to be more inclusive of trans and non-binary birthing peoples. Nurses, no, it's true. Nurses were also urged to avoid the terms mothers and women on their own, unless called for in specific instances. Unless you say, I'm a mother, you're not allowed to call anybody a mother in these hospitals anymore. But wait a minute. Men can get breast cancer. Yes, they can. What is not inclusive about that? Hey, listen, I don't know. All I know is that they've gone over the deep end with this. From Christian Headlines. (laughs) Texas officially defunds Planned Parenthood. After a legal battle that lasted over five years, the state of Texas will no longer be funding Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider, through the state's Medicaid program. Google, new, search for black-owned shops near you. You click on a little icon and you can find all the black-owned shops near you. Can you imagine if you were to do that with Asian or with white or with anybody else? You would be, you would be sued right out of existence. Our other category, Zero Hedge, Venezuelan collapse scam. Damaged U.S. dollar bills are being exchanged for less than actual value. Oh, this is wrinkled. I'm not going to give you your money for it. You, I'll read it. Suppose you're buying groceries or clothes and the banknote has a very slight damage, a small ink stain, for example, or too many wrinkles. In that case, they immediately try to force the customer to accept less for their money. For example, the customer is told this bill is not worth $20 as it's damaged. We will take it if you accept that it is worth only $15 or $18 or $19 at the cashier's discretion in groceries. In other words, they're in such bad straits over there that they're cheating each other out of the quality of a bill, which it doesn't make any difference what the bill looks like. It matters what it says on the bill. This is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Doesn't matter anymore. That's what happens when socialism steps in. But it'll be different this time. Epic Times. Terror threat across southern border elevated and escalating, experts says. As the number of illegal border crossings increases, experts are warning that the sheer volume makes it easier for potential terrorists to slip through the cracks. An average of about 3,000 people were arrested every day in January after crossing the southern border illegally. I think that the threat may very well be elevated and escalating, said Todd Benzman, senior fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies and author of America's Covert Border War. I believe that we are at the front end of another mass migration crisis on our southern border. Benzman said attention should be focused on the current changes being made to the U.S. asylum system and any subsequent gaps that are created. We should remember most of the terrorists that infiltrated the European borders abused that asylum system made up fake names and fake stories, and got in during the crisis. It created a catastrophe from one end of that continent to another that has continued to this day. And this is happening right now because of the liberal policies of the Biden administration. We are going to have exactly the same problem that we had four years ago. From the blaze, former ICE director Biden declared the entire country a sanctuary jurisdiction, which means more tragedies are going to come. Tom Horman says a national sex offender operation has been canceled because of Biden's administration. AP, Biden, 
to allow 25,000 asylum seekers into the United States. Now, what that means is that Trump had gotten the court's permission to keep them on the other side of the border until they could be evaluated. Are they allowed to come in or are they not? If they're not, they say, we're denying you and they'll get sent back to their country. But it was on the other side of the border. Biden has said, we want them all inside the border and then we'll decide. And because they have catch and release, as soon as they're inside the border, they let them go. All right, zero hedge. Cambridge University panel, Winston Churchill, a white supremacist, leading empire worse than the Nazis. It's Cambridge University saying this. A Cambridge University panel of academics discussing wartime Prime Minister Winston Churchill's legacy concluded that the leader who helped defeat Hitler was actually a white supremacist and was leading an empire worse than the Nazis. The inflammatory comments were made during a discussion titled Racial Consequences of Mr. Churchill. Ironically, the event was taking place at the Churchill College, named in honor of the former prime minister. Participants decided that Churchill was the perfect embodiment of white supremacy and labeled the British Empire morally poorer than the Third Reich. The academics involved agreed that it is a problematic narrative that Britain was virtuous in comparison to the Nazis. One academic, Professor, I can't pronounce his first name, Andrews, declared the British Empire far worse than the Nazis and lasted far longer. Another panelist, Dr. Onyika Nubia, claimed that Churchill promoted white supremacy because he used terms such as English-speaking peoples and Anglo-Saxon. Another academic, Dr. I some Indian name, I don't know, uh, dismissed Britain's role in the Second World War, stating that it was the Soviets who defeated the Nazis and the Americans who defeated the Japanese. The discussion group was chaired by college fellow Professor Prima Vada Gopal, who last year made headlines for declaring abolish whiteness and stating that white lives do not matter. After receiving backlash for the comments, Gopal was defended and then promoted by Cambridge University, despite the fact that Twitter removed her original tweet under hate speech rules. Oh, yeah, mother's milk. Can't say that. CNN, a crippling ice storm will stretch 1,600 miles across the United States. Yahoo, U.S. snow cover reaches record high across lower 48 states. AP, heavy snow creates severe traffic disruptions in Germany. Watchers, Moscow braces for major winter storm and record snow. Watchers, mass disruption after extreme freeze hits the United Kingdom. Watchers, Scotland records coldest night in UK since 2010 as extreme cold snap continues. Watchers, powerful blizzard causes whiteout conditions in Northern Ireland. Arts Technica, Texas power grid crumbles under the cold. CNN, millions without power as winter weather blasts the United States. AP, in Athens, rare snow blankets Acropolis halts vaccinations, saving lives there. Watchers, severe snowstorm hits North Japan. JMA warns it could become the strongest in years. Watchers, Libya sees first snow in 15 years as cold snap hits parts of Northern Africa and the Middle East. Watchers, at least 2,400 cold temperature records broken or tied in the United States from February 12th to February 16th in a five-day period. Mail online, ending the COVID-19 pandemic is very, very easy when compared to the challenges involved in tackling 
climate change, says Bill Gates. Global warming is going to destroy the whole world when we've got more records on the whole planet with freezing cold temperatures, and that guy's worried about global warming. Mail online. Refund the police. Minneapolis to spend over $6 million to hire more police after defunding them. Epic Times. Utah governor signs bill allowing concealed carry of firearm without a permit. State after state is starting to do this because they know what's coming. Okay, we got not a lesseric this week. We have a Catholic. Florida and Sweden each know when people use brains, it will show. California is locked. Its economy docked, but openness keeps numbers low. Good job. Okay, got a couple ironies for you. This is mis-ID'd. Okay, you've ID'd somebody, you've mis-ID'd. Mail online. Sad but ironic, man is shot and killed while filming a prank robbery for YouTube video after he threatened a group of people with a butcher's knife. You know, I've seen people doing this. They chase after him down the road and stuff, and they do it for videos, and this guy got shot. Hey, mis-ID'd. Mail online. Woman whose indoor CCTV camera sent an alert to her phone after spotting a suspicious person reveals it turned out to be an image of a dog printed on one of her pillows. Miss ID, yes. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.